Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the latest episode of the Millionaire Muslim Podcast. I am Mohsin and this is Ibrahim. Assalamu alaikum, Mohsin and everyone else. Wa alaikum salam, Ibrahim. How's it going? Uh, yeah, not bad. Just uh, checking out Facebook. Uh, well, checking speci- out Facebook? <laughs> specifically what, the questions. What's happening on Facebook? <laughs> specifically the questions on Islamic Finance Guru. But... Um, Okay, but also more generally, just looking at Facebook and thinking that uh, this is in this is in decline. This is a company that it, it is, isn't it? It really is. I've I've not been on Facebook for quite some time. I got an email the other day saying that you had sent me something, and I've still not looked at it. So yeah. that's probably why I've not responded to you. Uh, there's, I think there's like a, a, someone claiming to be your ex. All right. <laughs> Actually, no. I sh- I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that because you you're not supposed to um, lie even when you're joking. So, Subhanallah. Um, um, yeah. Let me uh, let me take that back. But, okay. Duly um, duly taken back. But uh, but yeah, you should uh, you should check it out. See what you think. I will do. I will do. So but, um, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's deal with um what we're going to deal with so what what is it that's on your mind so i thought today we could just go through and answer some questions um because you know you and i both get hundreds <laughs> we have to deal with hundreds of questions on ifg and mm. some of them I, I think actually a lot of them are probably useful for everyone to um yeah. to hear and think about so yeah and a lot of them do overlap as well and this actually sorry while we're on the topic um to the audience, Ibrahim and I were thinking uh, recently about introducing a new voice message system. So somewhere where you guys could go on the website and just record a question. And then perhaps we could use that as the basis for a podcast and maybe just talk around it. So if you would like something like that, then do let us know by getting in touch. Uh, Mohsin at islamicfinanceguru.com and Ibrahim at islamicfinanceguru.com because if we do launch that and it's important for you guys then you know we, we want to do that as soon as possible so do get in touch inshallah yeah 100 percent um so should we dive into um these questions so i think yeah let's i i think let's let's focus on these like job folk job related ones and there was an interesting okay. exchange that i had with uh, a brother from i think the usa who is applying for um banking internships over the summer right and yeah. um he was asking uh, like a bunch of questions about uh you know whether or not he would be able to work in a, a boutique firm if he went into investment banking um and uh, he was saying that most of the elite boutiques in the usa uh for summer internships give exposure to m and restructuring and he was asking yeah. if the latter is permissible or not so restructuring if that's permissible or not um, mm. And actually, interestingly enough, um, the you know restructuring is um, far more permissible than uh, working in banking, because in restructuring you're a lot of the time dealing post fact with issues mm. and actually helping mm. companies trying to get rid of their debt or to sort out their debt or to deal with in, uh, insolvency proceedings or or something along those lines. So um, so that was. You know that that was one of the issues that he raised. Then, um, 
and I thought that was quite a unique slash, um, you know, niche issue that people probably wouldn't realize until uh, unless and until they'd actually been in that situation. And I, and I actually looked into this myself because as part of my training contract at Ashurst, I, um, you know, there was a seat that was available for restructuring. And that's where I, ha- I had to deal with the um, uh, with that problem. Um, mm. I'm just reading what else he's said. Another one he's asked is, um, you know, what about if you're just working in these bulge bracket firms for the purposes of the summer? Um, so, um, you know, these companies, they mainly do M&A, but at the same time, they also do a little bit of debt. So as an analyst, if you're actually working in the debt capital market section, again, for the purposes of the summer, what do you think? Um, so, I don't know, do you have any thoughts on this, Mohsin? Uh Not particularly, but I, th- I mean, I think, well, the, the the summer thing is interesting because there's a parallel in, in, in our legal world. So for those of you who are not familiar, uh, when lawyers go through their training, they, certainly if you work for a big firm, you will go from uh, department to department over a period of two years, and that can vary from having four departments or sometimes you you go to six and you generally will have a say in it but sometimes you don't Um, and certainly I've grappled with the idea of having to do uh, you know sit in a department that is potentially you know haram so yeah. in in the in the legal world banking is probably quite a good example of something that probably isn't okay yeah um and clearly that's not something that i would qualify into and specialize in but there is an argument that it's 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 useful to do it for you know four to six months or something um yeah. just to get some exposure to it and sometimes you you might just have to do it as well so i mean i think the conclusion that i've come to on that on that point which is there is a parallel to this brother's question as well um is that you know it's 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 probably fine as long as you're not um you're not doing it for any reason other than kind of just getting that exposure um but yeah keen to hear your thoughts on it yeah so i think um it's it kind of depends on if he's getting paid for it um if you're getting paid Mm. to work in debt capital markets and you're materially assisting that company in its objectives then i don't think that's permissible like it wouldn't be permissible to work for them full-time i don't think it's permissible to do it part-time or or you know just for an internship um okay just just to stop you there then um do you think that uh jp morgan or whichever big investment bank it might be is going to be materially aided by a student coming in and you know, pushing a few papers. Agreed. Yeah. So that this is, so this is why my, I mean, my response here to this guy was that you know, if you're not taking any money, then and you're essentially turning this into a work experience, then mm. arguably this is okay because you're probably not going to add much value there. Um, but but I do know actually that a lot of um, companies they rely on interns coming in over the summer and just providing them cheap labor. And they make yeah, them, yeah. they work them really hard to get them to just number crunch and whatever, and I think they do add a lot of value. So 
overall, um, you know, I've suggested to him that it's probably best to avoid, especially if he is going to be working in debt capital markets and, um, you know, anything to do with uh, interest in, in, in a way that's, you know, quite clearly and amb unambiguously haram. Um, because I think there's just so many other options out there for him to do without getting into this stuff. And frankly, yeah. I think, you know, he, he and, you know, myself included, you know, when I when I was in the training, um, I think you just need to be brave and just be quite clear early on what's haram, what's halal and ask for that and mm. not be concerned too much about, you know, what people might think of you, etc. You know, if if you're not comfortable uh, doing banking, then ask to not be able to not be put on banking and um mm. and i think that they would they will be accommodating and if if they're not then at least you know you've done your bit um now yeah 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 so but, but let, fair. let's 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 look for another i mean this is a um this is an interesting topic for people who are training to be something in the city as well because there's rotations and part of the rotations you inevitably end up somewhere like finance or banking or something like that and that's what happened to me with, yeah. with Ashurst because I was, um, you know, essentially uh, it was a compulsory seat and you're kind of forced into doing it. So yeah. that's where I ended up. And I think I should have taken uh, more of a stand. Um, and uh, but unfortunately, you know, it, it, I think at the time that it, this didn't really this thought hadn't really occurred to me. But also at the same time, um, you know, I uh, I didn't realize that I could take a stand and anything would come of it and as a trainee you're in a quite a vulnerable position because obviously you want to qualify etc etc yeah so i think yeah um, yeah i think that stuff needs to be just yeah i think you just need to be a bit punchy i don't know what you think about about that as a, as a idea um yeah i think it's i mean we've we've i think we've discussed it on on other episodes where you know more generally if you are just a bit more punchy generally, it does give you a bit of kudos actually in, in the workplace. But yeah. that's a kind of separate topic. But I'm 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 all for being punchy and standing up for yourself and 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 really just asking for what, what you want and asserting yourself. I think what would be quite good as well is maybe just to extrapolate some of the thoughts that we had um, just discussing all of that stuff and just applying it more widely for people to think generally. Yeah. So specifically what I'm thinking is that, you know, in, in a podcast, particularly one that's going to be quite short as this one is, um, we're not going to be able to cover all the possible jobs. And really, we don't want to do that anyway. Um, this is more, and, and probably IFG generally is more about giving people the tools to understand stuff. Um, because, you know, we get loads and loads of these questions about, is this job okay? Is this job not okay? And yes, we can, or, you know, we can look at the nuances of each particular case. But I think what would be helpful for our audience is maybe just to quickly touch upon how people can go about thinking and understanding truly in terms of a framework, whether or not the thing that they're in or that they want to go into is haram or halal. And if it's a grey area, then allowing them to kind of fall on one side or the other. So one of the, one of the key uh, arguments that a lot of people have, um, or, or one of the concerns that a lot of people have is that you know, my role is quite innocuous, 
but yeah. the firm that I'm looking at is, you know, they make their money off like interest or or something that's clearly not quite right. Um, mm. What what do you say about that as just a as just a topic in itself? So there's uh, like in everything, there's like a di- there's a diversity of opinion on it, and you know, different people have their own approach to it. Uh, for my part, I think um, if if the company, let's say it's a bank. Uh, and the whole premise of that bank, let's say it's just a retail bank, uh, takes money from people as a deposit and then lends it out on interest and makes a profit, and uh, and that's its business model. I think working for that bank in any way, shape or form as an employee is not permissible because mm. you're you know you're you're an employee of that company and you're selling your labor that's because this is a transaction that's happening you're selling your labor to that bank to um further its cause um mm. and you are uh and you and it's this is different to if you're a contractor um because you are actually part and parcel of that company itself you're part of the fabric of that company it's a much more intimate relationship than if you were just, you know, the window cleaner um, and came in and just, uh, you know, scared the bejesus out of people as you started cleaning the windows. Um, what what if you're what if you're the chef in the canteen? If it's an external company, uh, which apparently no, if it's if it's if you're employed by you know the bank, for example, I I don't think you should be working for a bank. Um, Full stop. Yeah, and if if it is the case that you know you're really struggling to find another job then of course that's a different story but i don't think that if you have the option of going for another job instead of working for a bank then yeah then i think you should take that and and extending from banks um where else do you see the absolute no-goes because banks quite an obvious one i think um but let's say, for example, um, I don't know, a, a property company that uses leverage for most of its transactions. Yeah. So this is this is now quite um, quite challenging. I think that's a really challenging um, setup because like, most companies have a little bit of debt. Some companies have a decent amount of debt, and and actually, most companies are not even public, so you as an employee won't even know about their debt. So mm. it's you know that that that's why this is such a challenging question. I think uh, let's start. With, let's try and like pick off the easy easy bits of that answer. The easy bit of the answer is if you're the CFO of that company, or you're the C level management of that company, and you're directly involved in how that company is run and you're taking out fi- you're taking out finance then i don't think that's right i don't think that's permissible um mm. and i don't think you should be doing that um now i actually genuinely need, would need to have a think about that i think that's a really good um really good question the the things that i'm thinking about here are that what the company is doing which is property is fundamentally fine um 
I'm also thinking, is there some kind of angle to uh, building in like a threshold? Like, you know, you have in public stocks, uh, you've got a 33% debt to asset ratio. Um, Yeah. I mean, that that could be an option. Um, Yeah. It's it's tricky. It's, um, it is, yeah. But I think, and and this is exactly why, um, you know, we, we thought it'd be a good idea to do something like this to help people understand the framework through which they need to be thinking. Yeah. So I mean, we don't need to necessarily come to the answer. I think it's mm. more that people need to just think about the right sorts of questions because the the danger is that you know you you're in a job, or you're in an industry, you're in a firm and you don't understand or you've not stopped to think about the business model of that firm because okay if it's a bank it's it's fairly obvious as i said but you know it's it's not quite as obvious if you're um in a company like i just mentioned a, a property company that uses leverage for most of its purchases or a private equity firm that does a similar thing where you know the, you know these guys are putting down i don't know maybe 20 30 40% cash and the rest of it is haram financing, yeah, and they're making their money from that. So I think, know, I think I think now that you've mentioned that, um, I mean I I'm completely against working in a private equity firm. So I think um, I would have to say the same for a property fi- financed company yeah. as well. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, by uh, extension, yeah. But I think the the key for the for the audience, I think, is you know stop for a second to just think about the business model of the firm and how it actually makes money and if it doesn't sound right then that's probably a bit of an alarm bell for you to start asking some questions of yourself and 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 of your network who is um you know who is learned enough to to answer that 100 percent. so i think so so that's maybe maybe like uh exactly what you said um think about what what is it what how does a company make its money and where is it coming from and is it use any finance um is it like absurd amounts of finance is it absolutely central to its model um are you uh, what role are you playing in this company if you're playing if you're if you're working in a halal company uh, but you're doing a haram role um then that's problematic like if you're the i don't know the bacon chopper in uh, I don't know McDonald's, I, I don't know, whatever, or like the bacon taster in McDonald's. Then that's obviously problematic. Um, yeah. So let's 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 talk about that as a as kind of the the second uh, limb of this whole thing. Okay. Um. So we've talked about f- f- uh, we've discussed the firms um, where someone who might be doing up at any particular job within a firm, and we've discussed the you know what the firm should look like. Now let's focus on the job and what the job should look like. So, you know, you've talked there briefly using some pretty extreme examples um, of haram jobs that can exist in a halal uh, place. Just thinking about things that are probably a bit more realistic for our audience. So uh, just before we came on this podcast, for example, um, I was talking to a, a mutual friend of ours who is a data scientist and he was wondering where does his role kind of fit in because although his firm um i think one arm of his firm kind of makes money from some of the interest stuff uh like lending and all that um 
I think the entity that he's employed by is is more a consultancy firm. So, uh, what what do you say on on that whole thing? So he's he's a data scientist within um, a firm that does some haram and some halal. So, um, when you're a when you're a service provider, i.e., an accountant, lawyer, uh, window cleaner, uh, whatever you want to you know whatever it is then then that technically is is permissible i mean you're not uh you're drawing up a contract let's say you're drawing up a non-disclosure agreement for a bank and the bank is paying you 300 pounds for that that is no different really than uh the bank ordering in a whole bunch of uh pepsi cans from the local um, you know, take, take. I don't know why the bank will be doing this, but um, but let's say they've decided they want to buy in a bunch of cokes from the local, you know, news agents. Both of them are just transactions that are buying and selling a haram. Uh, sorry, a halal underlying asset. Um, in one case, it's your services, and in the other case, it's the coke, and both are permissible. So I think there's a there's a really important distinction that people fail to make which is um where you're where you're actually providing a service that's completely external and separate to the bank now if you were a data scientist um within the bank itself and your money was coming directly um from the you know the bank itself and you were an employee within that within that company and you were supporting that company completely directly then that i think would be a different story so I think this particular circumstance is that um, he he works for a company that has lots of businesses. Um, I think the particular entity by which he is employed is a consultancy, but okay. that in its in its group it does have some lending. Uh, it has a lending business, for example, and a bunch of other businesses that are they're all fine as well. Um, now, do you then look at? his employing employing entity or do you look holistically at the group and what it might be characterized as or how do you go about thinking about that sort of thing um so i think you uh i think you look at the the entity that's employing him because mm. uh, otherwise it just gets too vast and complicated right um yeah because you get you've got these huge conglomerates all over the world these days um yeah. Uh, yeah so i think i think it makes sense to look at the legal entity that's that's employing you and and sometimes that's help, helpful for an investment bank actually because investment banks mm. have arms that are actually permissible but yeah um, i was going to touch on that and and that's something that i think you've talked about in the article that we've got on this on the website where i think the specific example that you use is how some investment banks are, particularly some that are more kind of M and A focused, um, some of the more boutique ones, might actually be be permissible to work in. Yeah, agreed, agreed completely. Um, I think it's uh, it's sometimes something that people write off too quickly, and uh, and then just completely avoid any kind of you know venture into the city, but then there are lots of other people probably more people who decide that we're just going to take a view and we're just going to you know say oh you know it's all well and good to say that it's haram but actually 
there's not that many jobs in the city pay as well so i'm just going to work in the city and you know i'll repent i'll sin now and i'll repent at leisure about six seven years time when um you know i'm quite a senior investment banker made a load of money and then we'll think about retiring then um i don't think that's the right <laughs> approach to take probably not probably um, not so in terms of key takeaways so we you know we, we concluded earlier on how to think about the firm that you're working in how how do you think people should approach thinking about the first of all the job that they're working in and then maybe we can wrap up and give people a kind of uh, a holistic framework that they can take away um so with your job think about uh who is your employer i think that's crucial because you're if you if you're getting employed by someone then the, you know you're part of that team and you're furthering that mission so who is that entity for you um and have a think about um you know whether or not you are uh, working for a company like if you're working for um even a service provider that has the majority of its clients that are banks then you know i i would be uncomfortable with that I, i'd want i'd have a think about that uh whether or not that sits well with you it, no, that's not to say that what you're doing is haram um but i think you should be careful about that and then finally the actual practice like you know what is it that you do day to day is that halal is that haram and um so if you're like i don't know a uh i don't know if you if you go in and you do like mixed yoga classes in a, 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 a office every day then that could potentially be something that's um you know deemed impermissible because of the you know the, the mixing that happens within the genders um in that situation cool um and and then so if i'm right taking the kind of the holistic picture it's thinking about what you're doing personally as a job uh, because there are some very clear harams in there thinking about the firm that you're in um and then kind of marrying both of those up and if you're in a firm that's clearly haram then you should probably get out no matter what you do whether it's halal or not um and if what you're doing yeah. is uh, permissible so going back to that data scientist example um but you're doing it in a firm that's uh, haram then you should probably just be a data scientist somewhere else um and if what you're doing is haram so uh, you know a lot of what you were saying about working in uh, private equity for example um if you're if you're like an an, anal an analyst in a private equity firm then maybe go and be an analyst somewhere else i don't know what you think about vc for example but that that's an example um yeah so yeah i hope that is useful for you guys thinking about um your your jobs and your future careers or your present careers and if you have got any direct questions then do email us or get in touch via facebook twitter whatever you like really our emails are ibrahim at islamicfinanceguru.com and mohsin at islamicfinanceguru.com and we'd love to hear from you.